you for listening to this message from the North Gate. There's oil that's flowing in this place freely, and I feel it. Where's this baby of promise? Where's the baby of promise? Huh? Can I hold this baby? Please? I'll interrupt station identification all night long. I want to see this. I want to touch this baby. I want to see this brand new family member. I'm going to take my time. I'm I'm not even going to tell you a bad dad joke right now. And I've got a plethora. (laughs) My boy's face has just turned red the moment I said that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The arrival. See, I've already seen the baby. I haven't. And I anticipate. I'm anticipating something. Look at that. Can I hold you? Yeah, come on. She's going to stay with mommy just for two seconds, maybe. Mommy, look at your family. Wow, are you going to feed me too? I'll take it. Nope, she dropped it, Mommy. There's nothing like coming back to be with the North Gate and getting to hold you. I promise. It's good to meet you. Okay. Ooh. I don't know what's happening. Let it happen. Thank you, Lord. You're precious. You're a promise. You're you're a promise. I saw you before. I saw you. I'll be that crazy uncle for you. Amen. I needed that. I needed to see that that baby just a a little bit. I have quite an extensive um, deal I'm going to teach today. You're glowing. You are glowing. We've talked before. Where are you from? We talked last time at the youth deal when we were eating pizza, Ghana. Golly. Hope Gate says hello to you. If you don't know who the Hope Gate is, it is the place where that now has sons and daughters numbering of 130, 140 now <clears throat> because I hate the word orphanage. Yeah. Yeah, come on, come on. They were orphans. Come on, that's right. Till three years ago. Yeah. And then a father and a mother walked on that dirt. 
started calling us mom and pops for no apparent reason, and now they're sons and daughters. Yes, yes. <clears throat> we want to be called what you are called. No. You're going to be called what you're supposed to be called. No, no, no. We want to honor you. We want to be called what you are called. If you are the South Gate, we are the South Gate. Well, that's okay. But we want you to be called what you want to be called. So pray about it with the kids and get back to us. They get back to us. We are the Hope Gate. Yes. Yes. And our nation is shaped like a key. It used to be known as the birthplace of voodoo. Now it's known as the birthplace of sons and daughters. And they say hello. And now 13-year-olds and 19-year-olds are planting churches with strict instructions that it can only be done in voodoo villages. They say hello to you. And they pray for you. They know the North Gate. Can't go up there and talk about the South Gate and not talk about the North Gate. (laughs) Show up there after three years. I'm going to bring this big revelation to them that they are the light. preach this thing and the kids are crying and they're celebrating about 350 kids hundred and thirty of them are just like cheering it on the rest of them are like what's going on I get done teaching And the Hope Gate takes the stage to do a little dance performance. And the name of the song that was written two months after we left there the first time is Candle in the Dark. Bringing nations to the light. (laughs) And you thought, Spiritual warfare is going to get you to the birthplace of your dad. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. The dark continent did not look dark. All I saw was light. And all I see here is light. Thank you for having our family. This place is special, special, special to us. Thank you. Thank you. I got to a, I'm, I'm, right now I'm still accomplishing one of them, but two of my dreams whenever I grow up <clears throat> is to be a deer hunter and a teacher. I got to deer hunt and I'm about to teach. So I'm growing up. Not going to grow up too much. I let my hairs get gray, but my spirit is not going to, nor is my flesh. Amen. How's everybody? Ooh, I love y'all. Woo! Y'all feel that? Can I just can I just go? 
Hello, my name is Jacob, bondservant to Yahshua, love slave to the Messiah. I come to give you a message that I will teach to the 12 tribes of Judah that have been sown like seed unto the nations. Consider it your greatest opportunity to experience the most joy that you possibly could when you find yourself surrounded by nothing but difficulties. The only thing that you could possibly lack would be wisdom, but only the wisdom that comes from above. And every gift that comes from above is perfect. Streaming down from the Father of lights, you are light. If he be the Father of lights, you are that light. But what about this part where James says, consider it your greatest opportunity to experience the most joy that you possibly could when you find yourself surrounded by nothing but difficulties. Who here has been feeling like you've been surrounded by nothing but difficulties? Be bold and put your hand up. Put it up high. You've been surrounded by some difficulties. I have a word for you. So everybody else can just leave. I'm kidding. But if you will listen, something will be perfected in you. If you will listen, something will be perfected in you. I promise you. Okay, y'all ready to go on a little bit of a journey? I asked the Holy Spirit if I could cut the scriptures down a little bit. He said, absolutely not. So if you have your Bibles, and I certainly hope that you do, you, you can follow with me. I'm going to lead, read out of two different translations this night just to kind of mess with everything that I can possibly mess with. Uh, I'm going to read these first two out of the New King James Version. Um, And the first verse is going to be Psalms chapter 8, verse 2. And really all I'm doing is picking up where we just left off with the young ones singing. I'm going to tell you exactly what just happened whenever they began to sing. And then I'm going to talk to you about being surrounded by nothing but difficulties and what Yahweh is going to do with that. Those difficulties. So listen to this because I got a lot of scriptures to get through and then we'll get to the meat and then we'll just see what will happen. Okay. Okay, so Psalms chapter 8, verse 2, and and, and that's what I'm going to read. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. The Passion Translation in that one says that you should worship as a child. Our heart gets moved when the young women began to sing. When the bridegroom priestly king came in earlier and he still has not left, and everybody felt that expression of him him being intimate with you, with all of us, 
the ones that could express it the greatest was the young generation. That then begins to make us feel something inside because look, the next generation's doing it. But our problem is, is because we've gotten older, we feel like we can't be like a child. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. As a matter of fact, when we see the younger generation like that begin to lead us into the next realm, the next place that Yahweh would have us to go, our only response should be that of a child. Jump in. Both feet. I'm talking about cannonball. Okay, turn with me really quickly to Matthew I'll read this one out of the King James Version as well because Jesus here is being questioned as he always did and he just likes putting the, uh, I, I, is Jimmy, I'm a Jimmy he loves ticking off the religious spirit. I just realized where I was and I had permission to just be who I am. Matthew 21, 16. Let's look at it, and I'm going to start reading in 14 so that we kind of get the story of what's going on here, right? Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priest and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple, saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you ever read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise? He's directly quoting the Psalms here of 8-2, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength. Jesus rolls on to the scene of knowing that and when he quotes it, he says, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. So, so out of the mouth of babes, is it ordaining strength or perfecting praise? Yes. Let's just keep going. Y'all ready? Okay. Now, go to John. We're doing good. Y'all are doing good. John chapter 3, verse 11. Bible sword drill. Okay, I'm already there. I cheated. I want to get to verse 11. Do you understand what's happening here? Jesus is speaking with Nicodemus. Jesus is talking about and what's being announced, what is being announced on the earth is a newly created people, a reborn people, a new person, people, a group. And Jesus knows that the announcement is soon to come through the tetelestide work of the cross. Y'all following me? He's making the initial announcement of the arrival of a group of people. Jesus answered Nicodemus, listen to the eternal truth. I'm starting in verse 3. Before a person can perceive God's kingdom realm, they must first experience a rebirth. Nicodemus said, rebirth... How can a gray-headed man be reborn? It's impossible for a man to go back into the womb a second time and be reborn. Jesus answered, I speak in eternal truth. Unless you are born, Mike, here you go. Unless you are born of water and spirit wind, says the Passion Translation, 
You will never enter into God's kingdom realm for the natural realm can only give birth to things that are natural, but the spiritual realm gives birth to supernatural life. What was the father of the house just exhorting right there? I feel alive. And it wasn't, I feel alive. It was, I feel alive. That is supernatural life. You shouldn't be amazed by my statement. You must be born from above. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. You are also a gift because you were born from above. Just quote, bringing in James. Yes, sir. You shouldn't be amazed by my statement. You must be born from above from the spirit wind blows as it chooses. But can you hear its sound? Sorry. You can hear its sound. But you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with the hearts of those who are spirit born. Then Nicodemus replied, but I don't understand. What do you mean? How does this happen? Jesus answered, Nicodemus, you aren't, aren't you the respected teacher in Israel? And yet you don't understand this revelation. And here's where I was at. Verse 11. I speak eternal truths about things I know. Things I've seen and experienced. What I reveal. The same is true of what Apostle Damon's been preaching about. I got to sit down. If I stand up, I got to keep moving. What were the disciples saying? And this continues to ring in our ear. Okay, now... Go with me to uh, Psalms chapter 1. I'm sorry, 102. It's okay if you don't have your Bible. I, I do. I encourage you to get one if you don't have one. If you need one, I'll buy you one. <clears throat> or you can just stay in a hotel room for the night, open up the drawer. There's one already been provided there for you. And they will refurbish it for the free. So what are we talking about? Psalms chapter 102. I'm going to read verses 18 through 21. I am a, this is what I'm addressing. This will be written for the generation to come, that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. For he looked down from the height of his sanctuary. From heaven the Lord viewed the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoners to release those appointed to death. to declare the name of the Lord in Zion and His praise in Jerusalem. When the peoples are gathered together and the kingdoms to serve the Lord. Back up. 18. This will be written for the generation to come. This generation was not walking the face of the earth at this time. Okay, let's just keep moving. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians. I know, this is awesome, huh? But we're just going to tie, this is what I do when the Holy Spirit says you will absolutely not cut these out. 
2 Corinthians verse 5, chapter 17, which is why the Southgate now changed our services to 517 on Saturdays. Do you real what time do y'all start? What time do we start? 517. But we start at the same time. Y'all are just an hour ahead, but our five is your six, and your six is our five. That was not intentional. This is just the scripture. I just realized that whenever I walked in here. Okay. Now If anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Say fresh and new. Say everything in my life is fresh and new. I'm even fresh and new in my life. Okay, what is this newly created people? Who is this newly created people? What is about this newly created people? What is the commonality of this newly created people? There's people yet to come. This will be written about a generation that is on its way. The birthing season is over. Well, 1 Peter 2.9 spells it out quite simply the best. But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are king, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the earth throughout the cosmos, throughout the world. He did this with you, the newly created people, so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders to the ends of the earth. How do we do that? How how are we going to do that? What's one of the ways that we're going to do that? Well, open your Bible to Isaiah. Open it up to Isaiah chapter 62 and verse 10, if you're you're still tracking with me. If you're not, it's okay, just listen. Isaiah chapter 62, beginning in verse 10. Jimmy was quoting it. He didn't know I had it written down on the paper right here. Pass through, pass through the gates, and go from old to new. Prepare a path for the people. What people? Build, build up a highway for them to come to me. Remove every hindrance and unfurl a banner for the nations. See, Yahweh has proclaimed to the ends of the earth. Tell my daughter Zion, look, here comes your deliverer. See, he's bringing his reward and his recompense goes before him. They will be called his holy people, the redeemed of Yahweh. And you will be known as those who love God, 
or God also loves a city not abandoned. I know my brother preaches this, but if Streetsboro is still just Streetsboro and you can't see yourself that you're the city that's not abandoned, Streetsboro will always remain abandoned. But the moment that you begin to see a mother and father that have been established in a city that becomes a city that you're in that same city. I'll, I'll read it again. And you will be known as those who God loves, a city not abandoned. <clears throat> you will be known as a city that's not abandoned. Not your city, you will. And the moment that you realize that you're not abandoned, all of creation that's already been standing on tiptoe will go, Oh! Now it's time. Okay, ready? We're just going to keep going. Isaiah 60 verse 18. Threats of violence will no longer be heard in your land, nor will destruction and ruin be found within your borders. Okay, now here we go. Okay, here's, here's the meat. If you've fallen asleep, wake up, O sleeper. He that has an ear, let him hear. But don't listen just to hear mere stories. Listen right now to hear the truths of the kingdom of Yahweh. Come on, Jay. Come on. You will name your walls salvation and your gates praise. You will name your walls salvation and your gates praise. Your salvation is what Yahweh did for you. And your only appropriate response is to praise. Your walls are salvation and your gates are praise. Salvation is what Yahweh did for you. Praise is your response for what He did. Why? We're getting there. I've made it there. I know my wife is absolutely astonished. Go to the book of the revelation of Jesus and all the things that must follow swiftly for them to come. Chapter 21, verse 21. Can I just read this? You understand what's happening here in Revelations chapter 21? <clears throat> it says the new Jerusalem. And it talks about the new Jerusalem and it talks about what the streets are going to look like, what this is going to look like, what this is going to be made of and sapphire and onyx and blue and blah, 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 and streets of gold. But let, I need to talk about this. This is what I have been appointed to bring to you. Man, come on. The 12 gates are 12 pearls, each gate made of one pearl. Hello, my name is Jacob. 
bondservant to Yahshua the Christ, love slave. I beseech you in the name of the Father, and I come to you to teach the 12 tribes of Judah that will be sown as seed unto the nations. Consider it your greatest opportunity to experience the most joy that you possibly could when you find yourself surrounded by nothing but difficulties. What are our walls called? What are our gates called? Why do we build walls? Don't go super spooky spiritual on me right now. My mom's been in healing deliverance ministry for over 50 years. I grew up in that mess. Why do we have walls? To keep people out. To keep bad people out and the good people safe inside. Okay, now, you are the only thing that's inside of your walls of salvation. Because you each uniquely have the salvation. And the end of Psalms 91, he says, I will teach you my salvation. So not only are your salvation walls, but is also him teaching you about those walls. The reason why he's teaching you about those walls and continually showing you his salvation and your salvation will be called walls isn't because we have a devil consciousness because we know he's throwing rocks and sticks and spears and everything and trying to get them over the walls. But we don't have the devil consciousness that says, I need to figure out what the enemy is trying to do. Come on. Not if I have his salvation. If I have Yahweh's salvation, which I surely do, and you surely do, because you are the newly created people. You are the one that was sang about and prophesied about. The one that would come, and out of them, they would give glory to Yahweh, and it would unfurl a banner for the nations. And you don't have to go to that nation to unfurl that banner. You can unfurl that banner right here in Streetsboro at the North Gate, but the North Gate and the South Gate have something we need to do. The pipeline is open, yes. And the, electri- the, the, the electrical power is connected, yes, but we need to build a highway. The South Gate is building a highway. We can only go north. We're as south as far as you can go. Oh, come on. <laughs> the North Gate begin to build the highway south. How? Come on. We read the scripture just a second ago. Build up. Build up a highway. Remove all of the hindrances. Okay. When you find yourself surrounded by nothing but difficulties, consider it the greatest opportunity to experience the most amount of joy that you possibly could. Your walls are salvation. Your gates are praise. Your gate is made of a pearl. Did we not read this? Twelve gates made of pearls. Twelve pearls making... Your gate to your walls of salvation are made of a pearl. Why do we have gates? Yet again, to allow in the good 
and keep out the bad. But this is not how it works in the kingdom of God. This is not how it works at all in the kingdom of God because we're told to open up. Those finding yourself surrounded by nothing but difficulties, how are pearls made? How are pearls made? Irritants. What happens? The clam opens up. Things that don't belong inside get inside. Those things that have been mocking you, those things that have been pulling you back a little bit, those things that actually made you turn and look at the tree of I am not again. All of those whispers, I'm not adding up, I'm not mounting up. So we begin to look back at the tree of I am not again a little bit and be like, maybe I do need to eat a little bit of that fruit. Everything about it is true. I mean, look at everything that I find myself surrounded with. I mean, my, I mean, look, look, I'm surrounded by it. So if I'm surrounded by it, I must, no, 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 no. What gets inside of that oyster is irritants. And all of those irritants, it just gets rubbed together like frustrating. Misty loves it when I say it like that. And you get a little frustrated. Oh, and then you beat yourself up a little bit more because... You got a little aggravated. You got rubbed the wrong way. You did a little rubbing the wrong way yourself. And I'm not quite adding up. But you see, Yahweh in the midst of all of that is making you a pearl. And then he's going to take that pearl and he's going to make it your gate that is connected to your walls of salvation. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. If the enemy comes knocking, how do I get him out of my walls? How do I get all these irritants out of my walls? I praise. I praise. I praise. I'm the first to worship. You see, what detracts and pushes away one Invites another, and all I have to do is be open. How important is your praise now? Ma'am, how important is your praise now? How important is your praise now? How important is it that our gate is open? Listen, don't ever Close the gate. Fling wide, you gates. That the king of glory might come in. Who is this king of glory? Well, he's the Lord that is strong and mighty in battle. Put your sword down, Peter, and begin to worship. Begin to come into a place of praise and worship that the gate never closes. Because if the gate closes, the enemy can come knocking. If the gate's open, he's got nothing to knock on. And when he walks up and he sees that gate's open, he's like, no, no, no. You opened up your gates tonight 
And the ones that had the proper utterance was the young ones. Praise was perfected in that moment in this house tonight earlier. How important is your praise now? How important, Northgate? Okay, so once we understand that now we're keeping our gate open, what are we doing? Let me read this to you again. Back to Isaiah 62. Pass through, pass through the gates, and go from old to new. Graduation is afoot. Old to new. Old to new. Listen to me. You're brand new. You're brand new. Prepare a path for the people. Build. Build up a highway for them to come to me. Remove every hindrance and unfurl a banner for the nations. Your praise and worship is road building material. And if we can build a highway from north to south, people will get caught and the crossfires of that, and it will be known as a highway of holiness. And people will travel the corridors and be like, what is this? See, they're already caught in a pipeline. But if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, that it's a lot more, you were not born of flesh. You were born by spirit wind. And now that you've been born of spirit wind, you cannot die. And now your praise is ordained to build highways. So now that you have the revelation of how important you, the gate, the pearl, your your gate being the pearl, now how bad are you agitated now? Come on. How are those irritants now? What do, you, what, do you, what do you get to do now when that irritant comes? You begin to go, <laughs> <laughs> something's about to happen. Something's about to happen that was really meant to irritate me, and it doesn't irritate me anymore. Daddy's about to do something about it. Oh, you're in trouble. Think about it. That actually removes your ability to be offended as soon as you know that he's already made your gate a pearl. (laughs) The, the, The excuses are gone at that point. Man, that just, man, that just, whoo. 
Once you, we understand our significance of a newly created people, a people that are to come, this is written about you, us, i.e. all of us. Once we understand our significance and have the ability to remain with our gate open, well, well that's really good, Uncle Jason. That's really good. When we come to service, I can keep my gate open. Negative. Negative ghost writer, the pattern is full. All of you know what I'm about to say, but some of you might not. When Lucifer got kicked out of heaven, what was he? He was the orator of worship. Check this out. When he took a step, it was worship. When he turned and was like, oh, hello, and his arm went, it sounded like the most beautiful worship that you could possibly imagine. When he batted his eyelids, it was worship unto the king. When he turned, when he moved, everything that he did was worship. He was created to create worship. Who did that fall on? Who did that fall on? You. So does that mean that I always have to, hold on, hold on. If he was created to create worship, and now you are the one that is created to create worship, does that mean that worship music has to be playing and you have to be praising and singing? Or is it also when you're turning that wrench? Is it also when you're mowing that grass? Mama, is it also when you're folding the 15,000th load of laundry? Are you not worshiping the king when you're washing the dishes? Are you not worshiping the king when you're brushing your teeth? Are you not, well, oh my gosh, when you go into the gas station and, 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 you, and, and the irritants try to come because they don't have what you want. Are you not worshiping the king? Are you not unfurling a banner if you were created to create worship? Your gate can stay perpetually open. You just need to become cognitive of it. You just got to begin to recognize it. When I wake up in the morning and I put on my jacket, my father looks down and he goes, that was the most beautiful worship I've ever heard in my life. Whenever you get in your truck and you crank it up and, you're, and, you, and you put it into gear, he goes, wow, did you hear that? Did you hear what my beloved just did? A bridegroom priestly king's eyes begin to come alive to every movement that you make. Even whenever you're petting your dog or letting it poop in your neighbor's yard. He goes, did you hear how beautiful that was? He's enamored by you. Everything that you do drives him crazy. It's because of what he did on the cross. You just got to realize it. Please, please, please see your significance, Northgate. When you're beating somebody down in a game of cards and it's how you flip the card, he's like, do you see what my equal, my bride just did? You know how beautiful that was to me? I'm undone by even that. When you realize that everything that you do is worship unto the king, the moment you discover that truth, you're going to be a walking encounter for the nations. 
Everywhere you go is going to be a highway of holiness. And everywhere that you go, it's going to remove hindrances. Why hindrances? Because somebody's got to go first and clear the way. Somebody's got to go first and make the highway of holiness. Somebody's got to go forward and remove all the trees and all the rocks and all the stumps so that other people that feel like they don't deserve it, they get to walk down flat ground. And all of a sudden they come into a place and they're like, what is this? Where am I? And you are singing the song that the North Gate wrote and saying, come, look at me. And they're going, this is what I walked into. It wasn't even hard to get here. And it's because you chose to stay open. I wrote this. I said, your praise is road building material and others are coming. Stop thinking about how insignificant you are and the fact that you're surrounded by all these difficulties and and, and consider it the greatest opportunity to experience the most joy that you possibly could. How am I going to experience that? By worshiping him in such a way that daddy just comes into the room and your bridegroom priestly king just scoops you up and goes, isn't this good? Isn't this love affair awesome? Isn't it flat scandalous? We're going to try to make everybody else jealous. And they're going to want some of this too. Oh, the way that you're glowing, they're going to see, the, they're going to see that. You see, I gave you my glory in a, in a measure that is his, you can't even measure it. I gave you the same. I didn't, I didn't share it in part or in half. I shared it in whole. And then all of us become one. And the Son of Man finds a place to rest his head. The body. Stay open. Stay open. If there's one thing that echoes at the South Gate right now, it's stay open. Keep your gate open. Keep it open. What is this going to do for you tomorrow when you wake up? Because today was just, just to wake you up. Today was just talking about your significance, you Shulamite bride. You lovers of God. You passionate seekers of his face. Not the one hour a day that I give him, but because I was ordained, called, and anointed to do it every single second of all of my life for the rest of my life. Grafted in. Children of God. How significant are you now? You realizing how much your praise is important, not just to you, not just to your family, not just to your legacy. It's also important for the rest of the nations. And that other nation is the next city over. That next nation is right on your borders. That next one is at mile 41. Welcome to your missions field. Here's your mission. Keep your gate open. Unfurl a banner. Make a highway that others can walk down. And they will come to the love of the Father. 
How, how did you get to this place? Well, I was born from spirit wind. Oh, so you're talking about the Holy Spirit. Teach me about the Holy I'm not going to teach you about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to unfurl a banner, make a highway, and you're going to walk in and have self-discovery of what the Holy Spirit will do. And then you're going to have a full-blown encounter that births a transformation inside of your life and everybody else that chooses to grab onto the hem of your and come in there with you. And what's, what's your response at that time? Like all of those other things just fly off your shoulder. Well, here's a newcomer. I need to make sure I go over there and pray for them, brother, and give them the whole. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You just stay open. You just stay open. And then they just come in and they go, what in the world is this? This is what I've been longing for. This is why I was addicted to heroin. I was seeking this moment right here. And now I'm no longer am anymore. This is more fulfilling to me than anything I've ever done in my entire life. And I wonder why the South Gate and the North Gate are so much alike with the people, with you guys and with us. It's the same. We got former heroin addicts and strippers and pole dancers. We've got all the guys that used to do all the things and get all of that. And they're unfurling a banner. I mean, I used to love the song, This is How I Fight My Battles. But when the young kids begin to sing, ain't no fighting I got to do. His strength is perfected in those moments. David Hogan talks about an encounter with the Holy Spirit that he had in a dream and it haunted him. And the Holy Spirit showed him what he looked like, and he looked like this big, mad, raging bull on top of a hill, and at the bottom of the hill was the present. He knew he was supposed to open up the present, so he went down there charging like a mad, ravenous bull. And he hooked it, and he poked it. Dirt was flying everywhere. Couldn't even take the bow off. Runs back to the top of the hill. What's going on, Father? Why can't you put that gift? I'll put that gift there for you. Why can't I open it if it's meant for me? It's how you approached me. Look, he looked down there, and there's a little baby. Just easily opening this thing up. He told him, he said, David, you've been approaching me like a mighty, powerful, thunderous man, and you need to begin to approach me like a child. And everything that I've promised for you will be opened up if you'll approach me like a child. Out of the mouth of babes, I have ordained praise. Trust me, if we become a whole lot more childlike during moments of praise and worship, you're going to be a lot freer than you ever thought that you possibly could. Unleash a little child that does not care what others are seeing or looking at or looking like or what they're looking at or looking like and let them just completely worship the king. What if they can't get there unless you do? What if they can't get there unless you do? Where's the heart of David? Who's going to release the heart of David in this house? Who's going to release it in this place?
Because I know my brother releases it every time he comes. Where are the builder's sons that are going to begin to put their vision into that? You can sow your finances into it, and you better keep doing it because y'all are building something here. But you also need to sow your praise and worship. It's an offering unto the Lord. And you're unfurling a banner for the nations, and the nations need it. You can invest your praise and worship in this place. Who here has that little secret dream of being like, King David, I'll become more indignified than that and dance around in my drawers. No, I'm being serious. And you feel it beginning to bubble up inside, and then the song changes. You're like, oh, well, they changed the song, so that moment went. Where's the ones that's going to say, I don't care where this transitions to. I'm about to be my business that the Father has for me to do. I'm about to be a radical worshiper and praiser. My gate is going to be obviously way open. And I'm just going to begin to go for it no matter what. If we begin to do that in this house, Think about how you now affect the streets and your places of employment, your employer, your co-workers, or the people that work for you if you're a business owner. Think about how you're going to begin to affect their life when you fire up that lawnmower at 6 o'clock in the morning and you know, and they don't know, but you know that Yahweh goes, you're messing with me right now just by being you. The significance of you is messing with me. Who here has ever fallen madly in love? Then you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. You are a bridegroom that is being adorned. You are being covered. The wrinkles, the wrinkles. some people feel like they just walk around like a wrinkle rocket. You just feel like I get hit by that wrinkle rocket and that just won't go away. And I'm just always going to be a wrinkle. He loves your wrinkles. He's turning them in. He's turning them into pearls. He's he's changing that whole thing for you. And then one day, all of a sudden, you're going to be like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this mundane, half-hearted. Lift my hands, put them down, and I'm going to begin to express myself in the assembly. I'm going to begin to express myself inside of this family. And what's going to happen is, is you are going to begin to communicate with other brothers and other sisters from the root system, not from the limbs any longer. Wow. <clears throat> and if we will begin to communicate with each other through the root system, we will also be able to keep each other from harm that's on its way without communicating, just strictly through the root system. Explain yourself. Auburn just did a study. They started out with tomato plants. Tomato plants communicate with each other through the root system. One tomato plant, when a disease or something is dropped on it and put on it, it sends a a readable signal to the plant next to it saying, it's on its way, prepare. Now they've moved on to oak trees. We can communicate with each other in a way Do you even question what's going on with me if I'm on my knees weeping and crying? Do you question what's going on with me? Or am I sending something to you? 
If I were to yawn, would you yawn? Did I say anything? No, but it's because we are all being made in the same as one in sharing the same glory. So if you have a brother or sister that's going through something and surrounded by difficulties, just remember the story of the bald eagle. Y'all remember? I don't, I still, he, Holy Spirit never revealed to me what that was about, Jimmy. I don't know. We'll find, we'll find out. The last time I was here, I, I kind of think I have a piece. You might have an, a, a, a little bit more of the piece. But the last time I was here, I talked about the bald eagle. Do y'all remember? Do you? That was talking about the bald eagle going through the molting stage or the maturation stage. I do not believe you're still in the stage of maturation. I believe that you are at the stage of maturity. Which is why when I came this time, we literally saw four bald eagles on our way back from the hunt camp. Four bald eagles on the way back from the hunt camp. Four. When was the last time you saw four different bald eagles? Me either. I don't remember till I came north. I don't remember till the last time I was here and he had me talking about the eagle and the one going through the molten stage and me just telling you, you can do it and just beginning to let out a screech, a skrill that's only heard during that time, I don't even have the need for that screech or skrill inside of me right now. Why? Because I don't see any eagles going through a molting stage right now. I see them soaring. I see them hunting. I see them eating. We see one in the air, one in a tree, one in a field. And then the last one we saw is soaring. So you're already eating from a good field. And your perspective is already much higher than it was before. And you can already go to much higher heights than you possibly ever could. But now what's become inherent and important for you is to now unfurl a banner and build a highway for others that need it. So a teaching anointing is going to come upon you. A preaching anointing is going to come upon you. A mothering and fathering anointing is going to come upon everybody in the house. If they're the only ones that are left to do the mothering and fathering, there's going to be other people in the peripheral that don't ever get to experience what it is to have that. And that's you. They brought you to a place of maturation of how they worship before the Lord and encourage you that got you to a new place, a new height. And now what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it now? They brought you the salmon when you needed it. When you lost your beak and you lost your feathers, when you lost your talons, they brought it to you. They, They made sure you were fed no matter what. Now that you're no longer in that place, what are you going to do now, Northgate? (laughs) Fly. Fly around the stinking room. Catch the wind. You're newborn. You're newly created. You're brand spanking new. You're spirit wind born.
Check my heart. You're a pearl. One gate, one pearl. Stay open. We used to think that when we stopped singing, that we weren't worshiping. When we stopped praising, this is not true. This is not true. Everything that you do is worship unto the Lord. And now you have zero excuse to behave any other way. How's it going to treat you tomorrow morning? How's it going to treat you on Monday? You got zero excuse to continue to do the boo-boo stuff that you like to do. You're forcing the Holy Spirit to look at it. Hear what I just said. You're forcing the Holy Spirit to look at it. He will never leave you. Forcing them to look at it. Forcing them to hear it. That'll remove pornography from an entire generation right there. When the righteous ones begin to rise up. You know what I believe that would actually be removing? Leprosy. You heard of leprosy lately? No, we got the medicines. But you know, if you were a leper back in those days, it was considered that you had sexual perversion in your life, and that's why you got leprosy. And you say leprosy still doesn't exist, huh? How did Jesus cure leprosy? With a hoptomai. Hugged them. Remember? How can you cure leprosy? Hoptomai. Hug them. Hug that pervert. Yep. Yes. 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 Do I think that a voodoo high priest has a consciousness about how he sins? No. Do I think that a voodoo high priest has a consciousness about all the women that he's sleeping with? No. That's how many of them pay for his services. Come on, you talk about a mama that's only got enough money to feed her babies for the next day but she needs a blessing or someone to be cursed by a voodoo high priest and she ain't got no money, how do you think she's paying for that? That brother needs a hug. And they get them all the time. And the redeemed of the Lord. Did I help somebody tonight? No more frustrations. Surrounded, you're surrounded by difficulties. What's going to happen now when you find yourself surrounded by difficulties? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to throw this at him. You're like, okay. Oh, that wasn't good. Let me throw this one out. Okay. Are y'all with me? All of those difficulties are being turned into a pearl 
I love how the kingdom works. I love how the kingdom goes, oh, I'm going to make that boo-boo into something as precious as a pearl. I'm going to take all of that crap, that, that scuba, and I'm going to make a pearl out of it on your behalf. This is how much I love you. And then I'm going to turn you into a gate. I'm going to continue to teach you my salvation and your gate's going to remain open and the king of glory is perpetually going to be emanating out of you. You're going to share his broadcast his glory to the nations. We read it. You're the newly created people. You are that generation that they prophesied about. You are the one that the cosmos has been standing on tiptoe for. It's you. It's you. It's you. Wake up tomorrow in the reality of who you are, not who you are not. Put an axe, a chainsaw, an MS-650 to the tree of I am not. For those of you who know steel, you're welcome. To the tree of I am not. Don't eat from that tree any longer. Because when the difficulties come and you find yourself surrounded by it, all of a sudden that fruit begins to look right because you're surrounded nothing by it. But you know what Yahweh's going to do. You know He's going to vindicate. You know He's going to make it right. So just begin to laugh it off. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm almost done. How much time do we have? You want me to go there? Yeah. Okay. The witness of trust is that you have peace with no understanding. The witness of trust is that you have peace with no understanding. Joy is the official voice or sound of faith. Joy is the official voice or sound of faith. I'm surrounded by nothing but difficulties, yet I have so much joy. My expression of joy is the voice of faith. And it's not fake. Ha, 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 ha. You just need to laugh until you feel joy. Bull crap, I'm surrounded by nothing but difficulties right now. Thanks, Jacob. But Jacob knew this about a newly created people. He knew. Jacob knew this about a people that was yet to come, and he knew you'd be surrounded by difficulties. I was surrounded by difficulties too. Shoot, when they finally translated into the English, they didn't even call me by my right name. They called me James. My name is Jacob. Hello? Make a calculation that joy can be the only logical conclusion. You going to hear it again? It's pretty good. I wrote it. It's right here. When everything around you seems to add up to nothing but a bunch of mess, 
when everything adds up around you and it's just going to be a big, bad mess, make a calculation that joy can be the only logical conclusion. You are the sum total of his assets and the measure of his wealth. It's Ephesians 1.18 if you need the, you know, the BCV. That'd be book, chapter, verse in the state of Mississippi. That's what you'd say. Y'all said I have all night. Everybody okay? The only possible conclusion. The only possible calculation. Greetings, my name is Jacob, and I am a love slave to God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing to you the 12 tribes of Israel that have been sown as seeds to them amongst the nations. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an inevitable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. Say all things. It stirs up within you the power within you to endure all things. And then, as your endurance grows even greater, it will release perfection to every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Say, I have nothing missing and nothing lacking. I mean, I need you to prophesy this over you and your next generation. I need you to begin to make this an open air declaration over yourself, over your city. Streetsboro, you have nothing missing and nothing lacking. You just can't see it. What did Apostle Damon say? Begin to dream the dream that begins to pull the dream out of the dream realm and into reality. If anyone longs to be wise, I'm about to tie something together that y'all have been talking about. If anyone longs to be, to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. What is being said here? What's being said here is the wisdom of how to ask. What is being said here is the ability to take on the mind of Christ when you're asking for a thing. He's not going to give you anything that's going to cause you to stumble. He's not going to give you anything that's going to harm you or hurt you. And he dang sure isn't going to give you anything too early in a place of immaturity. He's going to give you exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. And our job is to be thankful for it. So if we are thankful for it in every season, no matter what the season, we'll never feel like we have something missing or lacking. You have nothing missing and nothing lacking. Apostle says you are as you ought to be. You have nothing missing and nothing lacking. So why do we find ourselves in a place of complaining if nothing seems to be going right? 
You don't have anything that's missing or lacking. Let me ask you the ultimate question. Do you have eternal life? So what are you missing? (laughs) Can you give eternal life? Can you help others come to it? Can you make a highway for others to come to the revelation that they have nothing missing and nothing lacking? Absolutely. What Jacob is trying to say here is that if you will entwine your eyes with Papa's eyes, His thoughts will become your thoughts and you will know exactly what to ask for. If you will get in the presence or the Hebrew word face-to-face, Hebrew has no word for face-to-face. If you will get face-to-face with Abba in that place of worship, your eyes will become entangled with Papa's eyes in such a way that your thoughts become his thoughts and his thoughts become, do you see that? The in him, the real in him. The in him that says, everything that I need is right here in front of me. My eyes being entwined, entangled, twisted up into his eyes. To where all the things that I think I'm missing and I'm lacking, I'm really not because his eyes just fixed it all. Yeah. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Entwined. Entwine your eyes with Abba's eyes. When you do that, everything else just seems to just fade away. All of a sudden, things just start clicking for you. All of a sudden, things just start working for you. All of a sudden, all these difficulties, they, they got a choice. Get out or try to keep up. But trust me, they're not going to be able to keep up. They don't know which way the wind is going, and they're going to try to figure it out. You're not. You're just going to go with it. Yeah. So this wisdom that we're asking for, Wisdom that comes from above remains unaffected by the contradictions of your senses. Did you hear what I just said? Those difficulties, the wisdom that you'll get, the wisdom that comes from above is unaffected by the contradictions of your senses. You'll know. It'll bring you perfect peace when it comes. That's when you know. That's when you know to do it. That's when you know to move. It's going to come from wise counsel and whispers from the Holy Spirit. And none of those decisions that are to be made in those times of difficulty are going to be affected by your senses. (laughs) So we must ask for wisdom. But if you ask for this when you're half-hearted, and wavering, it leaves you unstable. You, can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you are in that condition? I just read the scripture. That's not book of opinions, Jason chapter 1 verse 2. That's James chapter 1 verse 7 through 8. You know what it means whenever it's 
whenever, right here in Scripture, when it says half-hearted and wavering, it means you're kind of on the fringes. You're kind of on the outside. Well, I don't really feel all that connected. You're wavering. Wow. I really don't feel like I'm a part of that clique. You're wavering. I really don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in like that. And so I'm just kind of kind of stay back here on my own. I love what's happening. I love when Tina sings. It really moves my heart. And when Jimmy preaches, I just really love it. It really moves me. And I feel really good about it. But then as soon as it's gone, I'm going to get out that door. And then I'm going to do my thing the rest of the week. And you're missing out on the most holy of things. You're missing out on the, some of the greatest things that you possibly could. You're missing out, and what needs to happen is that some Shulamites need to begin to rise up. Because if you really read the book, the song of all songs, you'll learn that the other ones, they begin to look at that Shulamite and go, where did he go? Where is he following? He's over here, he's over here, he's over here. I promise you he's over here. And if some other Shulamites will begin to raise up in this place and really begin to put on a garment of a bride and will really begin to go for it. All of those that are on the outskirts will begin to go, I've got my oil now too. I've got my oil now too. And I've got backup. It's not going to run out. He's not going to come in here and throw that banquet and me not be ready too. All of a sudden, because others began to build a highway and begin to do something and begin to keep their gates open, all of a sudden now, I just feel like I'm a part anymore. And you, you actually not feeling a part is you not knowing who you really are. But when you know that you're in the family, you know exactly who you are. And you know everybody else knows exactly who you are. The problem is you're just not willing to sit down in the yard beside a fire and throw some extra logs on the fire. Your best investment can be that you can ever make is in your family, in your kingdom family. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The best investment that you can make is in your kingdom family. And the best thing that you can spend in that investment is your time. You've got a lot more time than you actually realize. And if all of a sudden you find yourself, oh, well, I got to go to bed. I got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. I didn't say that a time this week. You know how much fun I had? Being tired. Have you seen the luxury accommodations at that deer camp? (laughs) Have you seen them? I was cleaning out snake skins and stuff out of this thing. Do I look tired? We, in our minds, how we, chrono, how we do our days and how we order our days, it's always according to time. Lose your watch, America. Lose your watch, America. You have a watch and have no time. I go to places where they don't wear watches and they have all the time in the world. Ooh, I'm going to say this, but I know some old men and some old women that live in some third world countries that think that you're in poverty. And they look at me straight in my eyes and they weep. And they shed tears for you. And they say, they're really in poverty. 
I ask them that have no electricity, no running water, their meal, their hand, their hand, their hand to mouth, their meal may come tomorrow. If not, it'll be okay. I'll get something. Somebody will get me a bowl of rice. What we think is poverty. Man, what do you say is poverty? Not being surrounded by my family. Not getting to see my kids and my grandkids grow up. Not having them around me. To me, ultimate poverty would be if I don't get to see my family. This is the kingdom. Look around the room. This is the kingdom family that you're being grafted into. This is the kingdom family. And your heart needs to desire to actually be around them inside of all the differences. Inside of all the differences that we all have, there should be a desire inside. Look, when my, when my brother was shooting heroin in his arm, I didn't say you're not my brother anymore. I hoptimized him till I got to hold his baby. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I'm just going to go prophetic. I feel it. Is that okay? For some of you, your family has been watching and has known you your whole life. And they're the last ones that have accepted your change. And that is always true of blood. They will be the last to accept that you are a brand new creation. But I'm here to tell you I accept your brand newly created person. I see it. I see it. Your kingdom family will always look past all of those things and say that one has been redeemed. They don't need the 12-step program, the 10-step program. They need the one-step program. Demonically oppressed, marvelous light. That's how it works. Amen? I don't, I, I, can, we all, can we just pray? Northgate, Southgate together. I know we've already been praying, but just right now in this moment. Father, I speak over the Shulamite bride that is the Northgate. I thank you for the oil that's in this house. Thank you for every mother and father and child and aunt and uncle and grandparent. I thank you for spiritual maturation in this house. I thank you that I don't come here and I see a bunch, Father God, any longer that's maturing in the sense of what it was last time. Father, I thank you that I see a newly created people that the cosmos has been standing on tiptoe for. It's you, it's you, it's you. (sighs) Father God, I thank you for these gates that are here. These gates of pearl. I speak to the heart and the, and the heartache and all of those things. I speak to them right now. And I, and I say joy can be the only possible calculation. 
somebody's in a real desperate situation right now. And I say joy can be the only possible calculation. I hear your bridegroom priestly king saying joy can be your only possible calculation. The only possible outcome is joy and ecstatic joy. As a matter of fact, more joy than you've ever experienced in your life. And not because he came through, but just because he loves you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my brothers and sisters at this North Gate. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the generational legacy of this house, Abba. Thank you. Thank you for the bridegroom that I see here, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the mothers and fathers of this house. Father, thank you. I thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the one that hasn't had any sleep in the past three nights. You're going to sleep like a baby. Like a baby. Come on, just be, just begin to let thank you come out of your mouth right now. Just thank you. Watch, watch what will happen. Just thank you. Like you're having a conversation. Just you and him right now. Thank you. Whew, I don't know what to thank him for. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. Can you audibly begin to tell Yahweh thank you right now? Can you just begin to do that? Thank you. Thank you for the legacy that's here. Thank you for the transgenerational consciousness. Thank you. How about I thank you for the promise that I got the hell right before I can to tea. I thank you. I thank you for more. I thank you for more. I thank you for more promises. There's more. I thank you that the wounds are open in this house. I thank you that wounds are open in this house. I thank you that wounds are open in this house. I say thank you. I say thank you. I say thank you. I say thank you. Thank you. What if your thank you right now helps somebody else? 
What if your thank you right now caused breakthrough in someone else's life right now? What if you opening up your gate with a heart of thanksgiving actually makes a highway? Actually unfurls a banner. Actually removes hindrances. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you for the dreams and the entrepreneurial spirit that's in this house. I thank you for those that will be employers, not employees. I thank you for the food truck idea. I thank you for all of it. I thank you for the businesses that are going to pop up in this house that's going to begin to fund the kingdom. The way you've been dreaming the whole time. Thank you. I say thank you. I say thank you. It's easy for you to pray over a plate of food and thank him for it that's sitting in front of you when there's food on the plate. The plate's empty right now, but you just thank him. I thank you. Thank you for my business, Father. Thank you for the finances. Thank you for the wisdom for it to happen, Father God. I have nothing missing and nothing lacking. I'm not missing a thing right now. I'm with you and you are with me. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. Thank you that my children are going to serve the Lord. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my schools. Thank you for my place of business. Thank you for the lady at the gas station. Thank you. Thank you. You will not graduate to the next place unless you learn how to be thankful. Right here, right now. Be thankful. You won't graduate to the next. It'll be flat illegal for him, daddy, to give it to you. Flat illegal. It's actually his sovereignty and his grace that's keeping you from that next spot till you get grateful for where he's got you and thankful for where he's got you. It's protection. Young man with the gray shirt on, that encounter that you had earlier tonight, you keep that flame fanned. Don't rely on others to fan that flame. You add logs to that fire. If you are a priestly, kingly generation, the ones that add logs to the fire are the priests. You add the logs to that fire. Burn. I mean, you need to burn. And it has everything to do with the fact of how good you are. Burn. Who cares what everybody else is going to say? Who cares what everybody else is going to think? Be a light. Be a city on a hill. Be a torch. Be a flame. Add the logs. Add the logs. You're a mighty man of God. You're a son of the king. You carry the sound of revival inside of you. You carry it inside of you. So I implore of you, I ask of you to begin to continue to let it out all the time. All of the time. Every time you come into this place, you just let that thing out, man. Let it go and let it out. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. 
It's in you. Your tears will heal the nations. And the nations will be attracted to the sunrise glory of your new day. You feel that? Just let it happen, man. Just let it happen. Just just let it happen. Your significance is messing with me right now. I believe in you, man. I don't even know your name, but I know your spirit. You are strong. You are mighty. You are a leader, not a follower. So lead. Oh, Holy Ghost is on him. Whoever looks at me gets a prophetic word. When are you going to finish your book? Don't be afraid to invest in yourself. What's your name? Madison, don't be afraid to invest in yourself. If you're waiting on others to invest in you, you're going to miss it. When you understand your significance, your purity, and how beautiful you are to the bridegroom, priestly king, those things will flow in you like milk and honey. And the reason why it's going to be like milk and honey is because it's meant for others to taste. Don't let somebody else invest in getting you a psalmist pen. Invest in yourself and get it. Whatever she's been writing is about to break forth. It's about to crack loose. She's about to write some things. She knows it. Look. There's a sneakiness about you. (laughs) Apparently they underestimated my sneakiness. (laughs) It's okay to believe for your own publishing company. It's okay. It's okay. The old school typewriter, because you just want to feel it. Thank you, Lord. 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 Father, I thank you for Ghana.
you, Lord. I just, I'm checking my heart and I'm listening to the Holy Spirit because I don't want to go, I don't want to fly south and have missed something. Are y'all okay with that? I just want to take my time right now, just how we started. I'm done. But I don't know if the Holy Spirit is, so I just want to take my time. Who needs healing? Who are you? Where are you? Get the elders. Get the oil. Pray for them. They are the elders. Who are the elders? Who are who 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 are who who are the other elders? Then get oil and anoint yourselves. TD Jake said, "Sometimes you just gotta lay hands on yourself." been doing this a little bit here the last couple weeks he just said who's sick in body raise your hand all right if there's somebody next to you with their hand raised keep it up those that are around that individual lay hands on them yeah absolutely because these signs shall follow them that believe i do believe in the elders but i also believe in these signs shall follow them that believe that you shall lay hands on the sick and they they shall recover Just pray a prayer of faith. Just pray a prayer of faith. Speak life over them. There's so much more to discover in speaking life. That's what begins to shift this culture that he's talking about. It starts with your words. Your your words create your world. So right now we're creating a world of healing inside of this Jerusalem. Yeah, that's right. The new Jerusalem, there is no sickness. So we create it with this word of life in the room. So we speak life over over any any accusation. That's right, Maddie, get in there. Oh, come around front, Maddie. Come around front and lay hands on Mama T. This girl right here is one of the strongest leaders right now in the North Gate. Has brought more kids to youth group than any other teenager. What the world will consider misfits, she's finding treasures. And now you're about to step into healing, Madison Bollinger. It was evangelism for the past month. Now it's about to be a mantle of healing. And Mama T will call you with the report. Ooh. It's hitting that hit that shit shifted right there. Come on, the, the dimension open to healing right now. Come on, speak life. When we just begin to identify a daughter in the room, now you allow Holy Spirit to identify you as a son to speak healing. These signs shall follow them that believe. This is where we get rid of all insignificance right now. This is where we get rid of all insignificance. You're a son and a daughter that has rights to declare healing over your family members.
sing this piece, not be silent. are going to be like popcorn and you ain't going to have to touch them or say nothing to them they're going to be sitting in that seat and pop healed pop pop healed and they're going to freak out that they just got healed and cancer just fell out of their body and you're going to be like welcome to the family welcome to the kingdom now go worship Who? For those who believe. <laughs> so that's your part, young man. You carry healing in both of your hands. You, it's on you. I don't think it's going to be anything about a powerful prayer. I don't think it's going to be anything about that you're going to walk into people's presence and they're just going to get healed because of the one that you're allowing to overshadow you. People are going to look at you and be like, I just got healed. You're going to be like, you're welcome. I Like... I'm, tr- I'm trying to do this in the most silly but non-silly way. Like it won't even be a serious event for you. You'll be like, yeah, that's what daddy does. Like not so common that we're not honoring it, but that's how common it will be for you. Look at those eyes, man. Wow. You got it too, man. Like fire. 
Man, I love you guys. We had um, a night of, we had harp and bowl one night, which is our worship and prayer. And at some point, one of our daughters started singing um, um, as if the father was saying, you can ask anything you want and I will answer. I'll give you whatever you want. And I was just sitting there thinking about that because that's what happened tonight during worship. The father said, you can ask anything right now, anything at all. You can have half my kingdom, anything you want, you can have it. And, and I remember thinking like, I, I literally thought, Lord, I want you to heal Tina. And then I started thinking about, we have elders that need healing in their bodies at our church. And that was my, I was like, God. the healing you know and so when when we shifted and started doing this I was like yes and I feel like we need to um write down whatever we ask for tonight and know that we know that it's done because it's not common for him to say that's not something that happens all the time where he just says, ask whatever you want to and I'll give it to you. That's a big deal. And it just hit me because it's like we just had that recently happen. And I remember getting up and exhorting our people like, y'all, this is a big deal. Uh, did we not just hear what he just He said, ask anything. Like, that's wild. If we really believe that he would grant us anything in that moment, what would we ask for? You know, and it just, and having that kind of faith. And then the whole message about regardless of what we're faced with, what we're seeing in the natural, having joy because we know that it's going to be good. He's going to work all of it for good. So we choose joy. We have joy regardless of what we see. But man, I mean, him, him just saying, that's just such a big deal. I feel like sometimes we do, we have these moments and he speaks and, um, and it does get common because we, we, we do expect it. We hear his voice. We're, we're, we are in his presence regularly, right? Which is a good thing. So it's not, it's not that we're terrible or that we don't acknowledge how great that moment is. But I do think that we need to rewind for a moment and remember that he said tonight, ask whatever you want. And that's a big deal. And I believe that he's granting that in, the, in these moments. I believe that you will be healed. I believe that Jimmy is going to call us and say, this healing happened. This person went to the doctor. It's no longer there. I just believe that we're going to be getting reports from tonight. So if you haven't asked for something, if you haven't asked, And not even just healing a family member that you're you're discouraged. You're not even 
believing for that person to come into the kingdom any longer. He just said, tonight, ask. A business. I mean, anything, right? He, he didn't limit it. So ask. With faith. With faith. James, Jacob, he does go on when it's just past nothing missing, nothing lacking. He says, but ask in faith and believe when you're asking. Can you go? She said, write down the only possible conclusion. Write, make the only calculation. She said, write it down. Let me paraphrase. The mom of the house said, write down the only possible conclusion. That's what you whispered. That's what you were saying, wasn't it? I've been chewing on this all day. Like, Mark Castro's in my head. Praise God. And I was like sitting there wrestling. Should I pray this at the end for them? Or And then when you said the wisdom to ask, it like hit me like, like an explosion. And I knew at some point we'd pray. I want to pray in resources for them, for the Townsend family in the Southgate today. I know you guys got a nice little blessing, but that's not what I'm talking about. At Northgate, this is our history. This is our history. In that old rugged gym, like the old rugged cross, we heard a testimony of Mark Casto. It was his testimony to OCI. And when they are in a prayer meeting with Tao Lowry, they raised their hand up and said one million. And we prayed that in that little gym in that prayer room. How many of you were there back then? Seven, eight years ago, nine years ago. And you know what happened? It didn't come the way we thought. But Jason, you probably don't know this story. We prayed. I mean, we were, we were going at it multiple times for $1 million. That, that place that we left, the physical building, we were like, Lord, send a million dollars right here to this house. You know, we thought that was to us. A school, a medical, Northeast Ohio Medical University, Lease did a 10-year lease on that building for $100,000 a year. And a million dollars came to that physical building in the township it was in after we moved out. Within a, within a year or two, we prayed for the next generation and education to be reformed, and they started a school there. They put a biomed for smart kids to come there and learn about medical science. So Northgate, stay on your feet. Mark, Mark Casso's language, it was funny when he told this story in a video, like right after they got back. I know I stumbled on it for a reason the other night. He said, the Lord said, procure a million dollars by faith to Bobby Lemley. When he did that, we had no idea. We were, he had no idea what would happen. We were praying. He's like, as I did that, I believe the Lord blessed me with them coming up and praying for us. And it, what was happening? He said it earlier. You're being feeded through the root systems. You're being fed. So, Father, we, we thank you for Pastor Jason's word from the Southgate. God, and we communicate through the root system. I thank you for the grace of Mark Castle's life that he gave us the language 
of procurement in the kingdom, which means to bring in and secure resources and goods for a purpose. So we just lift up one finger. Come on, for one, by faith tonight, God, we procure $1 million for the Townsend family and the Southgate. Come on, do you feel that? We procure, we ask for a procurement of $1 million, God. By faith, you did it in Shalersville. You'll do it again here tonight. You did it for Marcasso and OCI. You did it for Brad Custer and Radcliffe, a $400,000 miracle. We're asking for a procurement of a million dollars for the Townsend family and for the Southgate. And as I prayed into this, I saw an artifact, an artifact being excavated. And it was like a chunk of $100,000. And I prayed that that would come without delay. And it would come quickly. A tithe of the full procurement would come quickly. So, Father, we just send angels right now. We ask you send angels of the minister of finance to the Townsend family in the South Gate. God, we pray angels of awakening over the kingdom builders and at Crestview right now. The community builders, the family builders, and the kingdom builders right now that freely give and they throw the, the resources at the apostolic feet of the seated mother and father of the house. Whoo! And I believe you're going to match it with favor from heaven. So, Father, we thank you for angels that be released right now and procure those resources. And we bless the South Gate with one million. Raise that finger one more time. Whoo! If you bear witness to that, say amen. Resources are coming for the school, for the teachers. It has to. Resources have to come in your region for a school and teachers. It's coming. You're going to build buildings on your land. There's going to be an expansion. There's blueprints of expansion coming to the South Gate. Your land is valuable to the city, to the region, to the panhandle. It's not just going to just come. Grants are coming. Somebody is coming to you with wisdom on grants on to get this school off the ground. When he says he's hearing things the whole time, when I'm sitting there, I heard your baby a promise will come. Your biological child a promise will come, Jen. And your baby a promise, Armin, is coming. I hear the father saying over you, you are a good father. Jason has no idea what's in my notes in my office, but one of the things that I wrote about four weeks ago is we are going to deal with the root of we are not good enough in this house, in this house. 
that conveniently takes us back to moments of commonality and familiarities because we're comfortable. Every time I find myself in a transitioning phase, I try to run like Peter. I try, instead of getting in a boat, I try to go lay block. Listen, every time. Every time. The leaven of that is getting pulled out of this house. Out of this family. There is significance on this house. There's awakening on this house and there's revival on this house. And not just, not just hey, ooh, good revival services. My 40th birthday, our apostle came in here and said the revival that he had in the Carolinas, the one that will be in northern Ohio will be 10 times greater than the one they had in the Carolinas. But it cannot be just me seeing significance. That's why there's, there's this phase of me sitting there and watching you begin to lead. And the Holy Spirit told me when he told you to start fathering mother, ministry thought, stop. stop. You're not going to sit and counsel people. Our apostle, the first wilderness society, told every single one of you how to lead. And that's not you getting alone with people and listening to their problems. You know how you're going to mother and father? What we've been doing for the last four weeks and that's when I changed the seats of this house so we could get up here and lead. Leading is, watch. There's people in this house that need to see your authentic praise. Now, you ready for the next one? We're gonna open the, we got a new camera. There's a reason we got a new camera. I didn't know this was the reason we got a new camera. We're gonna widen the lens. You wanna know why? Because there's family members of yours that need to see you praise through the live stream. You're going to lead a revolution, but it's not the old wineskin of me counseling you to tell you what to do. That's the old wineskin. Give me a title. Give me a, I'm a deacon. I'm a pastor. I'm a this. I'm a that. And let me sit in your home or sit there and give you counsel. That's not it. When you begin to speak, when Paul said, imitate me as I follow after Christ, apostle told us, Leaders, you worship first. So who in here has ever had prophecy of leadership over them? Raise your hand, hi. Quit standing in the back and get right here. Lead. 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 Two great ways to lead in a revolution. One, praise. Untethered. Praise untethered which we're, I'm seeing here I'm beginning to see here I'm beginning to see in this house because what started the revival in the gym was the praise the praise drew everybody they'd never seen anything like that in this region the next thing and we met with the singles and you nailed it tonight you nailed I don't know how many things Tina's over slapped my leg I got a bruise no I met with the singles on Tuesday. For those of you that dodged me because thinking I was trying to tell you how to get married, we didn't. marriage was the least thing we talked about. You know what I told the singles? They're the most valuable people in this church because they have more time than anybody. The single people in this church are the most valuable people in this church. And they were like, what about me? Quit being offended. They, they're not married. They don't have children, children responsibilities. And they can get in here and put oil in this place nonstop. 
and there's a key at the front door. Two ways that I'm, raise your hand again. I've been called to lead in the kingdom. Raise it high. Don't get scared now. Praise and prayer. Praise and prayer. Don't, don't look for me to have you the deacon of this and have a small group leader and I want to have a Bible study at my house. No. Prayer. Right here. Right here. Right here. We changed the seats. Bryn Waddell did not know how many days I was coming in here praying about moving the seats around. And he said, it's time for you to change what the Lord's telling you to change. First thing was move your seats. Move your seats for what? To make, make room for what COVID tried to steal from this house. And it was their praise. Bind you to a bunch of chairs. It's taken about five weeks, but I noticed last week and this week. And what did Apostle Mark Pfeiffer come in and say? And what did Pastor Jason come in and say? There's a culture here that is not like anything out there. And this is who we remain to be. This is who we are to remain to be. Now, before I dismiss this house, there's two things I think that need to be done because I heard the, the thing about the, the Lucky's baby, the Thompsons, and the Clendenins, but I also heard this. Jason, I want you to come up here. I want Jason McDowell to come up here, and I, I want, yeah, Jay, you can come too, but Jason McDowell, I want you to come stand right here, and I want Jeanette to come stand right here, and I want the children to gather around these two. And I want all the kids to come and I want them to lay hands on these two. We're going to call her foot into alignment. And we're going to call his back into alignment. And listen, this is going to be the beginning phases of blinded eyes, cancer, major diseases. But right now, it's a back, a rib, and a foot. And it's a generation believing in the healing power. Now, all the adults, I want you to stretch your hands this way, and I want us to begin to just pray the prayer of faith. And this isn't God, please. We're not begging God. No, we're going to walk in the authority of sonship, and we're going to command. And we're going to tell the proper way and alignment that the body was created, ligaments, tendons, ribs. Jason, this may sound far off with you, but I'm just going to speak what I've been praying over you for about the last week. I call every kidney stone in your body to dissolve. I call every kidney stone in your body to I call your kidneys to operate properly. I call your I call your liver to operate properly right now in the name of Jesus. With the rights of sonship, I just speak that over him, kids. I call his liver and his kidneys into alignment. And I call rest over you tonight. I call rest over you and Lita. Yeah, yeah, we call infirmity off of the McDowell house right now. And we call health and rest. Anxiety has to cease. And I call adventure and wonder back to the heavers, to the elders of this house. I call you back to your long walks with Yahweh, your long walks as a married couple in this house. Your elders, because of your marriage, not because of what you can do, but because of who you are. And I call you back to your long walks. And I call ligaments and tendons and bone structures in that foot with the same faith that your knees were healed. We call, them, we call the fear of that to be gone off of your mind right now. 
You're not allowed to be afraid of what happened in the past that's already been redeemed and healed. You're not allowed. I call that with authority. You're not allowed. This is another sign and wonder for Chad and Kelly. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. They're going to sit on the front row with you in this house. It's about to happen. It's about to happen, Ed. It's your, match your faith to it right now. The doubt cannot even creep in. It's, it's about to happen. It's a, do you feel that in the room? It's about to happen. I need some parents in the room that's been praying for your children. It's about to happen. Bill and Beth with Maddie and, come on. I don't care who's been speaking into their life. It's about to happen. They know the power of God. It's about to happen. They're going to raise grandkids in the glory and revival of Almighty God. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. Come on. Come on. It's about to happen. I need faith to rise up in the room. It's about to happen. You're feeling it, Jason. You're, I, I can see you're feeling it. Something's happening on the inside. Yeah, because you're allowed, Jason. You're allowed to go lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. You're allowed. And your work. I might get fired. No, you won't. I'm telling you, it's simple. Somebody's got a headache. You're going to be like, let's pray. And I call that faith back to the room in this house. Back when somebody said, I had an issue, and you'd be like, let's pray. Now, right now, let's, let's pray. Let's not wait about this. Let's pray about this right now. Let's pray right now. Because when the praise becomes evident, I begin to look it up. Proverbs 3, verses 10 through 15, or 5 through 10. 3, 5 through 10. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Trust the Lord. Lean not to your understanding. Trust. Trust is being restored in the house. The last part is that your vats, your barns would be full with new wine. The Passion Translation said you'd have uncontainable joy. But we're, we're, we're getting rid of the leaven of we're not good enough for this. That's why he moved us out of a gym Broke up everybody dressed in camo and looking like rednecks. And it's not, I, listen, I'm as country, I, if you would have went hunting with me, I'm as country as they come. But I'm also called to be a millionaire. And if you think what you've been asking for is too big, then why don't you ask Curtis and Jesse? When Ed and Jeanette, the elders of this house, gave them a sign that said the Bilts Farm, and they're under contract now. And so when they own from Chamberlain all the way over to the other side, and one of their sons come to them and say, Dad, remember that farm you used to pray about in Streetsboro? We're using our farm as collateral, and we're going to go get that one too. And the legacy's going to grow. The legacy's going to grow. We're going to own all of that acreage right there. All of that acreage. And you're going to redeem everything from your land over to your mom's land. Bridget, all the way over there. 
All the way. All the way. We thought we thought some things weren't going to happen around here. Now that it's about to happen. I told Curtis, I cannot wait this spring to have family fellowship on the farm again. And we're going to have church out on the farm. And we're going to have baptism out on the farm. And we're going to break bread out on the farm. Apostle told you, he told you. You may have left the man away, but this is still about the man away. That's my, that's my hope. Tina and I went through two of the roughest years and didn't show it to anybody. The surgeries, the infirmity, we just kept letting joy be our guide. I'm in the last piece. Of a finishing work of a lie that says I'm not good enough and I'm done returning back to the boat because I'm not called to catch fish I'm called to be a fisher of men there's evangelism on this house and there's deliverance on this house and there's healing and this revival will stretch from I-80 Streetsboro to I-80 Toledo as it stretches all the way from the north of America to the south. This man provokes me. He throws fire at me. Ask. I said, I want the city. Yahweh said, you already asked me for that. He said, now ask me, when do you want it? Lord said the prophet was trying to tell you it started in July and Jason would come with the announcement July, August, September, October, November let November Northgate be a month of thanksgiving that everything that you asked for in this place tonight and what you've been asking for for the last several years is about to happen let the whole month of uh, let the whole month of November be about Thanksgiving, so December can just be about you opening childlike gifts, because the Father's going to give it. So I need you to go back down memory lane of what's happened July, August, September, October, November and where you thought you were going to give up and where you thought you were going to throw in the towel and you thought you weren't good enough and you thought it wasn't going to happen. You're closer than you ever thought you were going to be. You're closer than you ever thought you were going to be. You know why? Because in moments like tonight, when you feel fully alive in this kind of praise, you knew what you were born for. 
And commonality and familiarity of this world cannot please you as much as getting in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we're on time and we're right where we're supposed to be. This is it. This is that. This is that. This is that, Northern Ohio. This is that. This is that. This is that, what you've been dreaming about. What you've been dreaming about. This is about to be the most amazing time. And, and you, I, I, I did not even notice until I got in my office. And the Lord said, thank me that I sent Jason. You didn't ask Jason to come. He provoked me to get a hold of you for you to come on October 22nd. So you could put a tent peg in our story. Mama T, his word tonight was more on time than anybody in this place knows, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's about to be some shining pearls in this place. There's about to be some shining pearls in this place. And thank you for being peculiar. And thank you for the praise that you gave the king in this house. All I can, all I, all I can hear in my ear is it doesn't matter what you've done. Everyone just come to the cross. I keep hearing that song over and over. That was the song of the gym that we watched hundreds get saved, healed, and delivered. And I keep hearing that song all night long. And then I keep hearing the tag that everybody knows that would make your insides leap because you were believing that all of Ohio was about to be saved. And we don't want fish from another pond. Give us the wild ones. That's how you got here. Give us the wild ones, God. At the cross, there's room. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. The spring of 2023 will be the launch pad. God told me bring you in in the spring for a weekend youth revival. It's time. It's time. Ethan Townsend, it's time. You're one of the chosen ones. <sighs> yeah. There isn't an evangelist mantle for the next generation all over you. <sighs> I'm going to gather the youth of this state to come hear you. <sighs> it's time. It's time. You have your daddy's mantle and you have your spiritual father's mantle in Damon Thompson. It's time. It's time. It's time. You Townsend boys are coming up here for you're coming up here for a weekend. Mom, Dad, you want to come with them, but I'm I'm invite the Holy Spirit said invite you boys up here to minister to the youth of this state in the spring. This time. This time. Mm. Yeah. It's time for Peter and John to get ready. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We good. Mama T, you got anything? You good? You sure? Yeah. I don't fully know what all it means, but I'll just tell you how he's processing it with me. When we were holding up our one, 
I was picturing when you need to know which direction the wind is blowing, you find which way the wind's blowing. So any financial need that we have, that's all we have to do. That's why like, I think the significance of us holding up, we're just, which way is the wind blowing? And he meets that financial need. Just which way is the wind blowing? Let's just give it a second. Because I'm telling you, we're, co- we're going to come into the prophetic filament in it in real quickly about services that never end. Just go wrap your arms around me, Bill. Just go wrap your arms. Maybe just praying for you, Colton. Go wrap your arms around your son. I told you, he'll marry that girl and he'll raise your grandchildren in revival. You don't think it's about to happen? You don't think you don't think what I'm saying is about to happen and his son just walked through the door? His son just walked through the door? <sighs> Come on, his son just walked through the door. That's it. That's right. See that, Beth? Don't you worry about your boys. <sighs> Get over there with the mama. Family's born for this. Your grandbabies will be the legacy of this. Don't tell me you're not good enough. Don't tell me you're not good enough. I think the picture that we are presented with in the garden of Sabbath abundance and of the two trees and the temptation presents an inevitable with the full scope of our design. We are not robots who are to simply respond to our maker in remote control fashion. To give ultimate context to the setting of paradise beauty, we are presented with an opportunity to consciously and spontaneously fellowship with our invisible maker and to explore the dynamics of our own being there. And from that place of knowing that we are known, we would reflect what we discover in fellowship union and intimacy in Elohim and in one another. Now pay attention. We are designed to explore the limitless dimensions of our being as referred in our source. The temptation was to follow the suggestion of an alternative idea that maybe we are not perfect by design. Maybe, we thought, even Elohim knew that we are not really what, he, what they had in mind and would therefore feel threatened by our knowledge of good and evil. Maybe that is the reason they didn't want us to eat from the fruit of the other tree, we reasoned. Don't go to sleep. The alternative tree gives us the opportunity to engage in an alternative system whereby we have to now prove ourselves and to one another, as well as to our own ideas of deity, religion, that we can imagine and possibly master our own being and destiny, independent of our source. 
the quest to prove my, am, my I amness would now become my constant drive. Instead of finding and celebrating me in the fellowship with my maker and my fellow human being, I, I and also in my harmonious existence with paradise nature, I now have to strive for it in the fruit of my own efforts to become something I already am by design. Perfect and esteemed. And now we have exchanged God's perfect approval of us based on His perfect knowledge of us for our imperfect knowledge of ourselves and of one another, proved by the inevitable evidence of our disappointment with ourselves and with one another. The I am not tree system would continually be reinforced by feelings of shame, guilt, inferiority, and competing with, with... Sadly, brings with it carrying every shade of hostility and frustration and the corruption that our history and societies have bore such horrid witness to. The law expresses and confirms the existence of these systems and their dominance in societies and philosophies for many centuries. Closing. The God, the love of God, the engineer of our being, demonstrated in the unveiling of our inclusion in the death, our joint descent into hell, and the co-quickenedness of our co-resurrection with Jesus Christ, revealed that we are rescued from the lies that we have believed about ourselves about our maker, and about one another. We are presented with a brand new beginning. The old things have passed away, and behold, everything has become brand new. Now immediately engage your thoughts with the reality of your co-seatedness in Christ in the highest dominion of life, and discover there and discover there the bliss of your redeemed innocence and your glorious oneness. Stop eating from the tree of I am not. I know that was a lot. Stop eating from the tree of I am not. The only qualities that comes with it is shame and guilt, inferiority, competing with one another and every other shade of hostility. When we become who we already are, better yet, when we realize who we already are, when the Northgate realizes who you already are, yes. sons and daughters just walk through a door. Yeah. 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 There's no rope tied to that young man. It's just a mom and a dad being who they are. It's just a family being who they are. So we declare over you this day, the day of the 22nd, the year of the Tav is a place to record events yet to unfold and memories still untold. Treat every day as a treasure and find Your pleasure in Yahweh. 2022 is a year full of joy. That's been sitting right here all year on our treasure box. Wow. (laughs) 
the best is yet to come. That's what we announced in 2022, didn't we? Then I tried to get spiritual and Google what it was, and it's everything, everything biblical, the best is yet to come is fear not. We're not going to be afraid of what's coming. We're not going to be afraid, and we're not going to disqualify ourselves. We're not going to disqualify ourselves because of the past. Because the past has been redeemed. You're right on time. And you're right where you're meant to be. You're right on time. So I just feel like in the honor of the the financial word, I know we took up an offering, but you know how I roll with this. Johnny, give me the, the basket. I just feel like on top of, I just feel like we need to, if you got cash, this is about cash. We're just going to sow it. We're going to sow it by faith. This is that even distribution thing. We're just going to give into the kingdom tonight in honor of, and everything loose in here will go to the Townsends. I don't care if it's $100. And at this point right now in the service, if you, if you're gonna, if you have a check, just write it to Jason Townsend. We're, we're going to sow into that word of financial increases coming to y'all in a big way, in a big way. And that land is significant. Yeah, it's 17 acres. I'm going to tell you, what you're never going to sell it. There's actually more land coming. There's more land coming. You're going to own more of Crestview. Man, man, this is fear of the Lord in here tonight. This is fear of the Lord. I don't know if I was supposed to announce the Bills Farm. I apologize if I didn't. I'm just excited. And I'm safe because I'm in the presence of the Lord. So you've at least told your family, didn't you? Okay, thank God. I just said they're under contract. I didn't say prices. I didn't say anything like that. I didn't, it didn't give you real detail of where it's at. It's close to Bridget's. Oh, man. I just, to the sons in this room that have stuck with me, we're all together about to figure out who we really are. And some areas where we fall back into familiar areas and commonality of things. And this isn't with one another. This is just your routine everyday life. This is your routine everyday life of how you identify yourself. Is about to change for all of us. Because every single, I'm, t- I'm talking to sons in this room. Every single one of us have touched. We have, it's literally like the children of Israel going by the promised land. You've seen what God wants to do in you, what God wants to do through you. And there's just days where we eat from the tree of I am not good enough. And then God loving you enough does not give up, keeps showing up and says, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And I'm telling you, we're going to cut that tree down so that the next generation in the land of legacy Never touch one fruit from that tree. Oh, man. It's it's just fear. I just fear the Lord in here. Colton Cutright, I honor you, son. I honor you. I honor your legacy. 
man, 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 man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. His fingerprints are on every area of this. Can we honor Jason and Misty and Ethan and Landon for coming and being with us? Southgate, thank you for sharing them with us. Thank you for listening to this message from the Northgate. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.